Praise the Lord. We have such a great treat tonight. You've come on a great night to be here at KC. Glad you're every, every schedule or whatever it costs you to be here, you got here. God's got us set up for a great time of encouragement in the Word. Brought a, brought a very special guest here. And who knows, maybe the baby's been delayed just so that she can preach to you. Don't tell Sheree that. We're so glad to have a friend of the house, family member, Pastor Sherry Morris, all the way from down in Kenai is here just to preach to you. Pastor Sherry, would you come? Praise the Lord. If you have a Bible this evening, open them with me to the book of Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. I'm going to be mindful tonight because I know that school has started. Amen. And I remember having children. I have four children and almost nine grandkids. So we're working on it. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm thankful to be here with my daughter and my favorite son-in-law. Nobody's like Jared. Amen. Hallelujah. He's awesome. Amen. So today I want to examine the Apostle Peter's instructions on how to never fail. Turn to your neighbor and say, how to never fail. I'm going to teach you that tonight, how to never fail. Amen. Hallelujah. With God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Are you there? Let me hear you say it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith. Now everyone say this is your spiritual vitamins. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. You got to love me. The more you grow like this, now listen, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never 
fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your love. I thank you for your tender mercies that are fresh and new every single morning. I thank you that there are great benefits in serving you and loving you. Father, because in your word you say that you forgive me of all my sins sins and you heal all my diseases, that you crown me with loving kindness and tender mercies, that you renew my youth, oh God, like the eagles. Father, we worship and adore you. Tonight, I pray that the spiritual volume would be turned up, and Father, that we would tune into your spirit tonight. Let every ear that has an ear hear what the spirit has to say to the church, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And every Everybody said, Amen. Now, everyone with the sound mind wants to succeed. Can I hear an amen? No one sets out in life or business or ministry uh, to fail, right? But unfortunately, many people do fail, and sadly, many fail often. But God cannot fail, and God did not create us to fail. He created us in his image, and he created us to succeed. Can I hear an amen? To be fruitful, to multiply, to increase, and to live in the covenant blessing. Can I hear an amen? It is impossible to fail when we live by the word and the will of God. It is impossible to succeed when we live in violation of the word and the will of God. Now, I'm going to give I'm going to shoot it to you straight tonight. Is that okay? Amen. So Moses told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 30, if you obey, everyone say obey. If you obey the Lord and keep all the commandments, Amen. All the commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will then make you successful in what? Everything that you do. Not just some things, but in everything you do. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Joshua made the same guarantee as God's chosen leader. And as after the death of Moses, he said in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, he, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. I'm teaching you here something tonight. I'm teaching you how to not ever fail. Hallelujah. Throughout the Bible, we are repeatedly reminded that if we listen and learn and obey the covenants of God, we will succeed. But if we reject the counsel of the Most High, we will surely fail. That is why this text is so vitally important if you want to succeed and never fail. Amen? The Apostle Peter said, if you do these things, you will never fail. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to think of that for one moment. Never fail. Turn to your neighbor and say, never fail. Never fail. 
What are these things that keep us successful and secure and living in the favor of God all the days of our lives? As we examine these things that the Bible declares, it will keep us from failure. And we must remember that these virtues, virtues are not multiple choice. They are ingredients like in a recipe. If the recipe is ignored or the ingredients are forgotten, you may end up with something that is not edible. With that in mind, let's examine these things. Everyone say these things that guarantee you will never fail. Are you with me tonight? Amen. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one is moral excellence. Verse 5 of our text, the Bible says, supplement your faith with a generous provision of excellence, moral excellence. This word speaks of uprightness and holiness. This word literally means excellent living. Say excellent living. God is a God of excellence and he rewards excellent living. Can I hear an amen? Mediocre living produces mediocre ministry. It is impossible to separate healthy morals from healthy ministry. Moral excellence refers to every aspect of our lives. Physical, mental, spiritual purity must be maintained if we expect to walk in the favor of God and never fail. Peter is telling us that if we live by the commands of God and live morally pure lives, then he will guarantee a life free from failure. And let's turn to Psalm chapter 84, verse 11. Psalms chapter 84, verse 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says... Are you there? No good thing will I withhold from those who walk uprightly. Let me say it one more time. Psalm 84, 11, the Bible says, no good thing will I withhold from those who walk, everyone say walk, uprightly, hallelujah. Purity is the backbone of prosperity. Yes. Purity is the backbone of prosperity. The next ingredient in our text, number two, is knowledge. In verse five, the Bible says literally an understanding of the truth and how to live it out. Amen? How many know that the Bible is our compass? It's our moral compass in life. It keeps us on the right track. Amen? So knowledge of truths of God will accelerate, accelerate a pathway to success. Ignorance of the truths of God will accelerate your pathway to failure. Let's turn to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 14. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14. I love to hear the pages roll. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. That's getting a little funny there. He's in ADD pages. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14. Say with me, the Bible says, wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. Notice in this verse, treasure is linked 
to knowledge, but disaster is linked to fools. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's turn to Proverbs once again. 18, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 15. I love this one. 18, verse 15, the Bible says, Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. We are to get into the word and let the word get into us. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not, what? Sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. How many know the word of God is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword? It already knows what you're thinking. It already knows what you're going to do. In fact, it fillets you right in half. So you might as well be honest with the Lord and with what's going on in you, right? Amen. Number three. Now we're going to get into some something that might just touch you just a little bit. Self-control or temperance. Are you ready? It is translated as self-control in the NLT, but in some translations, it will say temperance. It implies that I do not do as I please. I control myself and do as the Lord pleases. Let's turn to Galatians. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. This is the fruit of the Spirit. It's not fruits. Everyone say fruit. It's not fruits. It's all in one. Amen? Fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have what? Nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the what? The Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Not just some, but every part of our lives. Hallelujah. This has application in every area of our lives. Often we lack these things because we lack self-control. There are several areas where we need to practice self-control and temperance. Our tongues. Some people lack the success and blessings because they cannot control their temper. Our temper. Wait a minute. Our tongues because they assassinated success with loose, bitter tongues. They've assass assassinated their own success because they're bitter. Our tempers, some people lack the success and blessings because they cannot control their temper. Our temptations, everyone is tempted. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 10, 13. The Bible says, say with me, the Bible says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Amen. 
people do not fall into sin. They fail to crucify their flesh and walk and walk in self-control. That's the problem. Amen. Hallelujah. Many people are experiencing failure simply because they have no self-control. Number four, patient endurance. Say it with me, patient endurance. The patient person refused to be distracted from his devotion to God, even by the greatest of trials. Many ministers and believers fail just because they allow the slightest wind to blow them off course. The patient person is one who has endurance. Say endurance with me. Proverbs. Let's turn to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. Hallelujah. The Bible says, better to be patient than powerful. Better to have what? Self-control than conquer a city. We need to be like a vine clinging to the tree during a severe storm. When the wind is in his back, he is merely pressed more tightly against the tree. When the wind is in his face, he is sheltered from the storm. Hallelujah. When the wind is in his face, he's sheltered from the storm by the bulk of the tree. Whatever circumstance he finds himself in, he always has the tree. Hallelujah. What I'm saying is this. If you want to have the blessings of God, then you must have endurance and stop allowing every little thing to knock you down. Hallelujah. Verse 5 in our text is godliness. The word literally means walking in view of his greatness. Hallelujah. Sometimes it seems that modern ministry is more focused on personal greatness than the greatness of a mighty and holy God whom we serve. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 30, John chapter 3, verse 30, the Bible says, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. Hallelujah. I saw this um, well-known minister on social media telling his audience he was believing the Lord for a certain number of followers before midnight. And I wondered, when was the last time he pled before God for a certain number of lost souls with that same passion? When we stand before God in eternity's morning, we will not be judged nor rewarded by how many were we were able to persuade to follow us, but how many we were successful in persuading to follow Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, give us a passion for souls that we would compel the lost to come. Many are in doubt, in sin, and in trouble because they've reached a place in their walk with God where they just didn't care anymore what God thought about anything. They do what they please about their church, about their personal life, 
about God's resources and even twisting the scriptures to try to support their ideologies. When we walk in godliness, we realize that it doesn't matter what others think as long as God is pleased. Can I hear an amen? amen. Number six, brotherly kindness. Hallelujah. Brotherly kindness. Literally just plain old brotherly love. Gotta love me. Amen. If Christians would practice the second and great commandment in Matthew chapter 22, verse 39, they would experience the great blessings of God. Amen. And it's no wonder some people doubt their salvation and are in trouble with their walk with the Lord. After all, all they do is bicker and fight with others. This is not the Lord's way, is it? Let's turn to 1 John. 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 through 21. The Bible says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. So number seven is love. My last point. This is referring to that self-sacrificing, never-ending, all-encompassing love that Jesus exhibited when he came to earth to die for our sin. Because my Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. I want to close by focusing on a specific aspect of God's love. God so loved the lost that he sent his only son to die on the cross to break the curse of sin and offer salvation and eternal life. Amen. Jesus said in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, I came to seek and to save the lost. Hallelujah. Many ministries fell because they've forgotten the great commission. They've forgotten the soon coming of Jesus. And they've forgotten the reality of eternity. The church that is not winning souls is lost itself. The famous spiritual author of A.W. Tozer said, There are only two types of Christians. Soul winners and the backslidden. May God remind us this evening as we fellowship and focus that there is no greater cause than winning the lost. Now we know what these things are and they guarantee our success and keep us from failure, from failing. The final question is this. Are all of them present in your life? Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. 
and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I'm going to seek the Lord for all these things.